Welcome back to James Beckett Sports Card Insights. Here with another recap episode. Do that every four weeks, every 20 episodes. This is episode 500. I guess that's a milestone. It's not the milestone that I'm pointing toward, but I'm happy to have made it that far. I've got uh, so many more people I have. I just can't believe how many people I'm looking forward to interviewing. So if you haven't been interviewed and you're my good friend, no slight is intended. But thanks, sponsors, Tops Panini and Upper Deck, Heritage Auctions, Huggins Scott Auctions, Mike Stadium Sports Cards, Burbank Sports Cards, Beckett Media, Beckett Grading, Beckett Authentication, and ComC.com. This covers 479 up through 498. 479 was the uh, dueling questions with John Keating. I knew when I got started with John, he would be an interesting dueling question. I don't do it with everybody, but uh, every once in a while, I think there's probably going to be some good chemistry where I ask some questions. I really enjoy getting either the same question asked a different way or, or a f- completely fresh question. And John Keating didn't disappoint. I'll have him back on for another episode. And I believe he's starting his own podcast. So I knew there was some talent there. 479A was the outtakes again with John Keating. 479B got a pretty decent response on what I call the patient flipper. I am a flipper. I can't be criticizing flippers just because I'm a slower flipper. Anybody that's buying cards with the intent to sell is going to flip those cards. Now, I'm willing to flip in 10 years, but uh, many people are wanting to flip in 10 minutes. I hope you got something out of it. I enjoyed putting it together. 480 was the recap. I don't recap the recaps, except in that recap episode, I remember I neglected to mention that I think it was episode 466 or 7, I had a power outage where my, my internet was cut off. The episode was ready, but it did not get released. It got stuck in the queue because we had a water leak, again, probably associated with the bad weather in February. But this was a later discovered leak in the backyard. When they were digging, they cut our internet. That caused me to be late. Thanks to Rich Klein, my faithful, sometimes co-host, pointed that out. And so as soon as the internet was put back together, I could upload it. 481 was outtakes with Josh Johnson on his Cardboard Chronicles. Interesting that I had those episodes with Josh before I'd actually met him. I enjoyed meeting him actually that exact weekend <laughs> for the uh, the Dallas Card Show in May. And it would have probably had a positive effect on the rapport that we had. But already I could tell just uh, seeing Josh's work that that we uh, come at s- uh, some things uh, pretty similarly. And I uh, enjoyed the episodes with him and enjoyed meeting him, at the, which was right around that same time. 42 was a Baseball Card Hall of Fame episode with Mike Stevelein, who came alongside uh, Ray Fonio, Ray from Philly. And so I wanted to accelerate some of those because the deadline for that was the end of May. You should go and and you can dig up the results. There were 10 new inductees of cards into the Baseball Card Hall of Fame. Mike brought his technology to that to bring a little more order out of the chaos. So everybody be able to vote for whatever they wanted. 483 was uh, right after the card show in Dallas where I promised I had this hobby content creator dinner. Went for a couple hours. I'll lay these out. I I chopped them up into episodes. The first one was just the kind of intros. I really wanted to do show notes. I'm not a big fan of that, but I wanted to give the guys a chance and, and ladies a chance to say where who was there, where they were from, what was interesting about their um, hobby content creation. So I enjoyed that. I, I knew maybe half the people. I knew all of them probably by reputation, but uh, had not met. So 484 was the what I called inspirations. I asked each person to go around again, 30-second shout-outs to somebody in the industry that had, had given them a boost, that had been helpful. And I had some predictable responses and some completely unpredictable responses. You've heard the expression, the enemy of my enemy is my friend. But if you heard the expression, the friend of my friend is not necessarily my friend. There were some, there were some people mentioned there that made me realize that, that there were some people that were given shout outs who have some enemies and not just trolls there. So even your enemy is probably somebody's friend. It's better to get to know the person. That's what I found when they were uh, mentioning the inspiration or their hobby hero, whatever it was, 
you know, there was something that was drawn to it and it was the opposite of what people see in the public persona of some of these individuals. 44A was the outtakes on my wall of fame with, with Ray. And it, Ray, you have inspired me to uh, further iterate on my, my wall. I may have been leaning too much toward non serious collectors. So I think I need to incorporate some more of these Hall of Fame rookie cards and you know, slabbed cards, uh, autograph cards, interesting cards that I need to make sure that I've got, if not the exact card, some homage to the uh, Hall of Fame cards that Ray and his team have identified. So thanks, Ray, for that. And we're going through and seeing which ones are on there, at least on the OPQRS panels, of which I will show you more at some point. 484B was uh, the content uh, creators. The one on transparency, it's hard to talk about transparency without identifying motives. People do things, they're transparent or they're not transparent. But we really, I just want to say motives can be complicated. You, in many cases, do not understand the motivation of somebody, why they might want to be less than transparent. The other thing I would say is that these other Content Convo episodes were all attendee general. We took suggestions, we voted on them, and these were the topics that the other content creators, and I was one vote, but actually, I'm not even sure I did vote, but Angela took note of who voted for each of the things, and the one that got the most votes we did first, and then second and third and fourth, we had time for four, I believe. So may do that again. If you are a content creator and you're interested, uh, let me know. Easiest way is probably drjamesbeckett at gmail.com or some comment on one of the places where the podcasts are. Let's see. 485 was uh, collecting Baltimore with Eddie Healy. I've enjoyed back and forth with Eddie. He's a law school graduate at this point, sharp guy, probably interested in some kind of sports law. So always nice to know a, a sharp attorney. <laughs> but uh, collecting Baltimore, it actually was a lot more than that because he collects from his college, high school, all those things. I don't think I've mentioned this before. If you were going to donate your collection at some point in the distant future, if your collection is really concentrated like that and you're doing Calvert Hall like Eddie is doing, what a fabulous donation that could be to a trophy cabinet in, in that particular high school. 46, 87, 88, those were all the content convos. Again, these were, again, voted on by the the uh, attendees. I could see that I'll make one comment on the motivation and consistency. It's amazing that regardless of your frequency, whether you're doing it once a week or once a day, you still got to get up and, and get it together and do it. So appreciate the uh, the content creators out there by listening to them, by giving them feedback. I'm probably the exception because I'm retired, but some of these uh, are really work hard at it and really deserve your support. 489 was the uh, origin store for Ray Fonio, who's Ray from Philly. I really get along with vintage collectors that are that are passionate. So Ray, thanks for giving some of your time and sharing your story. 489A, the outtakes about shows from Hobby Hotline. Always an unpredictable pleasure when I'm on Hobby Hotline. I'm going to be on, I think, next Saturday as well. 49B were questions that came through Instagram. That's uh, been a good source of questions, and I appreciate your feedback there. I have other question episodes, but this was mainly pulled together from Instagram. Ford 90, the stepped-up basis, that got some people's attention. Not everybody, because some people said, what's that got to do with anything? But my wife said, hey, what does that mean in terms of if that wasn't in place and uh, you wanted to bequeath something without the stepped-up basis, you're giving a potential tax burden to the person that sells it. So thanks, Eddie, for bringing that up and doing some research on that. 491 was the origin story of Mike Steveline. Again, he's interested in computers. He loves baseball. He loves the Hall of Fame. I, I love those things, too. I think he's pretty far ahead of me technology-wise, but thanks for sharing your story, Mike. 492, Brett McGrath, Stacking Slabs, one of my favorite podcasts. It's getting to be, I can't listen to all of them. But that's one of the ones I do. So I commend it to you. 493 was uh, Dr. Eric Strachan, research psychologist. When he contacted me, I thought, this is very interesting. Somebody didn't collect as a kid, but he's jumped in seriously and brought his psychology perspective to our industry. And, and so we did a couple of episodes 
he's a very quick study. I just got to say, when you, you can be a quick study, but it's pretty hard to get all the nuance. So he was missing a little bit of nuance in terms of the difference of, of a SGC-10 or a BGS-10 and a PSA-10. He's not the only one that has that confusion. So hopefully we were able to helpfully bat that around. 494, a little bit controversial, a tribute to Lud Denny. Again, he made a lot of people a lot of money in this industry, but he left some people hanging as well. He, he think it was personally bankrupted, but it went back and forth with Bill Chandler, mostly on that. Again, when I'm interviewing people, this is not me endorsing them. My opinions are my own. The guests' opinion are their own. And people that we talk about, living or dead, have their own lives. So just because somebody was mentioned in an episode, you need to do your own due diligence. And Led Denny, a complicated guy, but net, he was positive for me. I never did business with him other than I didn't do business with him on, in, in ways that I got burned. Our A, the outtakes on retail from Hobby Hotline. Again, great source of little 10-minute, 5-minute, 7-minute riffs on that. The, again, it's it's great. I, again, Saturday mornings, uh, I try to listen, and I love being on once a month. Uh, 494B were the outtakes on Ludd. Again, Ludd, for those who knew him, it wouldn't be surprising that he could not be contained in one 15-minute episode, but Bill Chandler and I just kept it going, and that's that. 495 was uh, uh, origin story of my old friend, Dr. Jay Swartz. I've had some interesting interactions with him, with him over the years, sporadic, but when he pops in, he's kind of an amazing guy. He's built a fabulous collection, and when you hear the story, if you listen to it, you'll just say, wow, how did he recover? But he did, and he, he's done well. Hats off to him. 496 was, uh, and 497, 498, those were all the father-son episodes. I've tried to do several. Last year, I enjoyed doing the Varus, Stephen, the grandfather, and Rob, the contemporary younger than me, but my buddy, and then Ryan, his son. And I thought, well, I'm not going to limit it to just one. I have too many of these father-son. So the first was 496 was the Britons and the Mills. So I actually did two, and we got them all up on the Zoom. They're varying degrees of collectors, less less dealers or hobby uh, CEOs or anything like that, but they are uh, you know, good guys with wonderful sons. Enjoyed that uh, interaction, and they're in North Carolina. I I may see the Mills duo in the National and the Britons. I'll see. It's amazing how we had some connections from one or two degrees of separation usually. 497 was the father-son with the Brogies, where not just John Jr., Jeff was in there. So John Brogy, my friend and contemporary, kind of synonymous with the national. A little bit of national discussion creeped into that because that's one of the main things that the Brogies are doing. I love hearing that it's a family affair and everybody just picks it up. You can tell that when you go to the national, that there's a real desire to, to come through and to make it work for the attendees, whether they're dealers or sponsors, advertisers, uh, corporates. Or, or VIPs. 498 was, uh, I've been wanting to do this for a long time, Bill and Ricky uh, Huggins, the Huggins and Scott. Uh, and Ricky's no longer full-time there, but he certainly comes in and helps. So I want to thank Ricky as well as Bill for providing an auction experience that I enjoy in a different way than some of the others. I think Heritage is great if I'm looking for some big cards, but if I'm looking for a bunch of small cards, it seems like uh, Huggins and Scott has been a great place for me. So I had some great experiences with that. Nice to know that Ricky is working with Bill's mainly former partner, John Scott, and embarking on a career there. And he still has the opportunity to have the side gig of helping to pull together these auctions that are, like I said, I've got to go up there one of these days and see just how complicated it is, but I'm pretty sure it's vast and complicated. And when one of your lots is 3 million cards, again, that's not on location, but I'm not trying to whet your appetite or discourage you, but Hugging the Scott is a different kind of uh, auctioneer, and I'm really enjoying it. I'll be back again uh, tomorrow with another episode. In fact, this will be another father-son. I'm, I'm bracketing the Father's Day with uh, some memorable fathers and sons, and even a three-generation one. I'll just tease it with that. So thanks, everybody. Enjoy the hobby. The man in the